Hey there, I'm Pat Wally, and this is Credit Matters, a show from your friends here at Dignity Credit Solutions. We visit with successful entrepreneurs as they share how they got started and how they grew their business over the years. So sit back, turn us up, and enjoy as we pull back the curtain on business, people, finances, and how you can improve your credit because credit matters. Welcome, welcome. This is Pat with Dignity Credit Solutions and another edition of our podcast. And today my guest is Karen Strauss. Is that, could I pronounce that right, Karen? Strauss. Strauss. That's good. With a New York accent. Strauss. Strauss. Okay. (laughs) So Karen's Karen's awesome. I I know her through our mastermind with Craig Deswalt. She does all his publishing as far as I know. Uh, The last number one international bestseller that we had. Rockstar books. Yeah. Rockstar book. Always number one. Always number one. So uh, we're going to get right into it. Uh, Karen is owner and uh, publisher of Hybrid Global, Global Publishing website, hybridglobalpublishing.com. We're going to talk about a few things, and she's got a new project out that we're going to talk about a little bit later. I'd like to ask you a little bit more about, Karen. So let's get started. Karen, welcome. Thank you, Pat. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here. So good to have you in New York time. You're three hours ahead of me. What's what's going on with the weather out there today? White Christmas coming? Oh, it's coming? crazy. It's just so artically cold. <laughs> I don't know if artically is a word, but it should be. It is when it's you're in New York. Degrees. Yeah. Uh, we're, you know, everybody's wrapped up. So we had two snow squalls here the other day. Like all of a sudden an alert went off on my phone mm-hmm. and and it said, like, in five minutes, we're gonna, you're going to see so much snow. You can't see five, you know, three inches in front of you. And it was beautiful before that. And suddenly, there it was. So the, the weather's crazy. New York, huh? You get a little bit of everything up there. New York. New That's York. right. <laughs> so I'm just going to uh, give the Karen Strauss elevator speech. So if I was to ask you, Karen, what do you do? Do you want? Do you want to tell me what you do, or do you want me to tell the listeners what you get, what you sent me? Oh, um, why don't I'll sure I'll tell you. Okay, I'll tell Karen, you. what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, Pat, so I'm um, I'm simply a book publisher. I'm a book publisher for authors, entrepreneurs, speakers. Anyone who uh, needs and uh, appreciates to getting their message out and understands that that gives them credibility and authority and they want to speak on stages, they know they need to have a book. And so I've been in publishing since the Gutenberg Bible. So (laughs) I've been been around the block a few times um, and I think that I'm uniquely um, positioned to really help people, uh, particularly speakers, um, really, uh, and, and business owners, you know, get a book out that will um, express their vision and their message. That's awesome. And I have seen a lot of your work and it, every single piece is amazing. Thank uh, you. How I many, appreciate that. How many bestsellers have you been part of publishing? Do you know? Well, I've had Hybrid Global since 2011. And so in the eight years or so, we've probably had at least 200 uh, bestsellers, most of which have been number one, you know, oh Amazon goodness. bestsellers. We have a whole campaign that we, uh, we do that, you know, we, we do that with, uh, 
with authors. Um, and, um, and so that's a very popular campaign. And, and so, um, you know, and, and the books are great themselves. And so we work together with the author to make sure that we get enough sales to do that. So if I came to you and say, I just had an idea, because there's all, all of us have a book waiting to be written, right? We do. Do you know the statistics on that? So that is 90% of the American public says that they want to write a book someday. And only 3% actually do it. Oh my goodness. So, so all those books out there are from just 3% of the people. Just 3%. Isn't that an amazing That's thing? Amazing. Can you imagine if, you know, 30% actually wrote a book? It'd be well, amazing. I, I know, and I meet people all the time who have great stories. And I'm like, you, that should be a book. Your story is quite amazing. So if somebody, you know, I deal with a lot of startups. So say somebody's starting the business. And I agree with you 100% that writing a book is first. You, I mean, you, you have to establish yourself as the credible leading authority, right? Right. Uh, what, what do you, do you take them from concept implementing the concept and all the way through publishing and beyond or what, what exactly do you, we, we do. And actually that's been a, um, that's my business has evolved into that used to be, we needed, um, you know, a, a manuscript first, but what we're finding is particularly busy entrepreneurs, um, either don't have the time or the inclination to write a book. I mean, I've worked with people who, who we start, you know, they say, okay, I'm going to get you the manuscript in two months, you know, or three months, and then it's three years later and they still sure. haven't done it. So we have developed a program, uh, a speak your book program. So hmm. if you have an idea, we tell you how to map out the book. Um, and uh, we could have somebody interview you and you can actually speak the book, we record it, um, and then we get it transcribed, and that's actually your first draft. Are you so, kidding me? No excuses. That's so, pretty easy. Yeah, so we can start from there, and then we do everything. We have a team of people. Since I come from traditional publishing, I established my, I, uh, my company to look like a traditional publisher, to look like Random House and Macmillan, where I come from, and so we have editors, we have uh, typesetter, interior designers, uh, we've got cover designers. Mm. So uh, we, we connect you with the, with the right person. Um, and we have a project manager who shepherds you through the entire journey. So you don't get lost and you know exactly what you're doing every step of the way. So, um, so we do everything from soup to nuts. Uh, we do the distribution, so you know that we do the ebook conversion, so we know that you're going to get on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, be available even in bookstores. Um, while we won't proactively sell your book into mm -hmm. bookstores, mm -hmm. um, your book will be available. So if you want to go to your local Barnes and Noble or your local independent bookstore and you want to do a book signing or an event, they know they can order the book through our publishing company okay. um, because they can order through the wholesaler. The way we have set it up, our systems allow uh, for them to be able to do that. That's pretty darn exciting. So I could actually just have a conversation with you or whoever does the, the recording and tell my story, get it transcribed, make sure everything's correct, send it for editing, get a good draft, get it yep. published and boom. Right now, how long does that take from say soup to nuts? If everything goes well. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> if everything goes on schedule, 
if you're speaking, if you're speaking your book and then uh, by the time you speak your book and then everything, the editing and everything else, that will probably take about four months. Wow. To, um, to you know, for, for everything to be done. If you've already got your manuscript and we just need to do copy editing, we can do that in 12 weeks. 12 weeks. So we can get it out pretty fast. That is pretty quick. So January is coming up or it's here, depending on when you're listening to this. And so by summer, somebody could easily have easily. a book out. Easily. A, a, so, best, a bestseller. Yeah. A best-selling book. You can have a best-selling book by June if you if you start with me in January, February. Absolutely. That's fantastic. And you've got yeah. room and for nice new clients. Speak. Sorry. <laughs> you've got room for new clients. I know you're pretty busy. We are very busy, but we're we are always happy to talk to new to new people. You've always got a plan, you know, ahead. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we don't want to overbook ourselves, but um, we certainly have room for new clients. Wow, that's great, Karen. And so, uh, yeah, that's a, a unique take on, on publishing because I know a lot of, a lot of the books that I've been part of, you send in your chapter or your copy and they edit it right. and it goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And 10 years later, you have a book, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've been very fortunate. I've been part of the Rockstar book. So that was a, a number one. I don't know if that was number one international. I know it was a number one Amazon bestseller. A number one Amazon bestseller. Yeah. Just did one with uh, Katrina. And that was a bestseller. I think it was number three. Uh, okay. There was some trouble with Amazon, but you know, with the, actually getting the numbers. But it was it was a bestseller. So oh, okay, uh, right, pretty uh, awesome stuff. Up to ten, one to ten is considered a bestseller. Mm, there was three, um, but but most of mine and and with Craig's have been um, uh, as as you know we we publish the Rockstar books. So mm -hmm. um, and we do those Amazon bestseller campaigns organically you know, uh, with right. everybody in the room, but the key is what, what categories you put them in. And you've, you've got to understand Amazon and know the algorithms and know the categories and, and kind of estimate how many copies of the eBooks you have to sell mm -hmm. in order to become number one. Oh, they're sneaky too. I've That's looked. the trick. Yes. They, they give you what, three categories to choose from, but there's something like 89 different categories that you can actually. True. And, and the, 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 trick too is the dirty little secret is they actually when you upload it to kindle to kdp mm -hmm. they give you i think actually they give you two you can only upload two categories right right but right. you you actually have up to 10 categories but you have to email amazon and there's a particular way to do that and so it's it's a lot of research uh, you know, to figure out how to, you know, what the best categories are, but you can add six or seven more categories to give you a better uh, opportunity to become number one. Yeah, that's so cool. And, and I know it is a specialized field, just like if you go in for uh, surgery, you don't go to the general practitioner, you go to the specialist, you go to book, book publishing, you want to go to the specialist. Karen Strauss is the book publishing specialist. Now, I've just got a question for you. Did you always want to be into publishing or how did that start from childhood? Were you just like woke up one day and said, I want to be a publisher? Well, I didn't know, but I did. Uh, my, my father and I, I remember reading together from a very early age. And it was such um, and a wonderful, amazing bonding experience with my dad that I always developed this love of reading. So I knew that I wanted to be an English major. And then, you know, throughout college, 
so I, um, I originally wanted to be an actor singer um, and, you know, and uh, went to college, did all these, all this theater, these plays. I was an English major, thought then I would teach um, in high school mm-hmm. and, um, and then decided uh, two things. One that I, I, acting still is my first love. Um, but I asked myself, since I live in New York, um, do I really, am I going to commit a thousand percent to an acting career and live poor uh, <laughs> most of my life until my big break comes. Yeah. And I decided, nah, I think there are other things that I could love doing. So um, I gave that up and also decided that I didn't like teaching. So then uh, I wound up getting a job at Macy's New York doing special events. And as luck would have it for me, the very first thing that they gave me to do as a special events coordinator was book events. Oh, cool. So who knew? And my, they had just opened this 4,000 foot book bookstore within Macy's New York. And my job was to call up all of these book publishers and say, Hey, we want to do a, you know, events with your authors. Tell me what you got, uh, you know, um, at Macy's. Um, and so, it was like the greatest job in the world. So I, you know, not only were we able to get celebrities, but we were able to really create events, uh, women in business, um, city kids, you know, we did the doll show, you know, we did these huge events that combined books and authors um, and also various departments within Macy's, um, hard goods, electronics, you know, all of that. So it was, a dream job for a 22 year old. It really was. So, um, and then uh, I laugh about it now. I decided, okay, five years later, this is a lot of fun, but I'm not making any money. So, what does the brilliant Karen Strauss do? She decides to go into publishing. <laughs> Be the competitor. <laughs> Which is not a great paying a job. I'm, I'm, I was better off being a doorman in the city rather than go into publishing. <laughs> So, um, and then uh, by then I'd had experience doing publicity and events. And so I had some experience and then got a job uh, with my first publisher at Bantam um, doing publicity. So uh, my job was to uh, get, uh, put authors on tour and get them radio and TV and book signings um, and and, uh, newspapers. At those times, in those times, we actually had newspapers. Right. Actually, there was a physical newspaper. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes, physical newspapers. And and I, people had to actually pick up the phone because there were no computers. Right. They had the little, no push, emails. Had the little dial on it. <laughs> yeah, we did have push buttons by then. Oh, okay. <laughs> I saw I saw something on one of the social medias where the kid's pushing his finger into the hole, trying to push the, <laughs> push the buttons. Funny stuff. Okay, and, so, and so you mentioned Bantam. What, what I mean, you actually have worked with in some of the largest publishing houses in the world. Yes. Yes. yes Bantam awesome. and then uh, Macmillan crown publishing house random. Um, and then uh, my last real job was at Avon publishing. So um, my experience was all in publicity and then, uh, and then sales, sales and marketing. So I became the hmm. sales director at crown and then an Avon um, random house to, um, so I had sales reps reporting to me. I sold 
books to um, Barnes and Noble and the um, the dearly departed Borders. Um, mm. I know I still miss Borders. It's oh, a such great a cool store. Thing. Yeah, hang out. And yeah. then I got familiar with all the independent stores in the in the country as well. So, um, you know, and and it just fed off my love of reading and bookstores and um, just love talking with authors. Uh, you know, they're a special breed. Uh, they are a special breed of people. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. I bet yeah. you met some really neat people along the way. I did. I did. You know, Martha, we worked with uh, Martha Stewart. I was part of the campaign to get her to New York Times bestseller. Um, and, um, you know, she, she was extremely interesting um, to work with. <laughs> this was before or after her stint in the uh oh way before specialized way housing <laughs> <laughs> no, she, before she went into institutional housing yes um, um she she was developing her her career um you know she had been a caterer she wrote all mm -hmm. these amazing cookbooks um and we kind of brought her to the next level and she wound up getting um who what it wasn't Walmart? It was she had a retail contract um, mm. where she got her goods into now I can't remember. Um, and I know she wound up working with Macy's at some point mm -hmm, as well. Mm -hmm. But in any case, so um, we were able to uh, do an amazing campaign for her um, and got her on the New York Times uh, bestseller list. And her, her career really took off. Well, sure. She's a brand like name. I mean, Martha Stewart yeah, is a totally brand, brand name. name. Yeah, that's so no, cool. And then we worked with um, political columnist George Will. Um, and um, and so, so, you know, some other some other big celebrity, Jimmy, uh, President Jimmy Carter. Um, so, you know, we've worked with some very interesting people, uh, you know, along the way. So um, I've been very blessed and um, you know, to work with uh, all different kinds of people from celebrities to, you know, um, Ogmandino was one of my favorite people oh, to work man. with. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. A lot of people know him, you know, like, like he was like a Zig Ziglar, but he mm -hmm. was kind of my Sherpa, my life Sherpa in a way. And <laughs> He's good, yeah. Just never forget his kindness. Mm. You know, I was a publicist and, you know, I, it was my job to put him on tour everywhere and you know, and all of that. And he was just so patient and so kind. And he could even, he got to the point of he could even tell in my voice, you know, uh, hi, Og, how are you? And he goes, but go, what's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, so, so yeah. you said the last job you had, when did you go into entrepreneurship? And then, you know, was that when that, was that the end of your public, like doing, the book tours and that for the for the authors or did you continue that into your entrepreneurship journey so i um i i left avon avon was my last traditional publishing job i was sales director there and then decided that i wanted to start my own company so i just left i was let's see um that was in 1993 Mm. and um, decided to, I was young enough, um, I was 34 years old, and I um, didn't have really any obligations other than to myself, yeah. and I decided that I wanted to kind of go on my own. I was sick of corporate, not only corporate and bureaucratic 
you know, my personality is better suited to <laughs> not following rules, right? Not right. answering to bosses. I'm a little too uh, honest, <laughs> and that was not exactly rewarded uh, in a in a corporate situation. Right. Don't ask me what you want me. Yeah, don't ask me what I think about this because I'll don't ask you. me what yeah. I really think. Exactly. Yeah. If you, you want a yes man? I'm not it. So, the funny thing is. You know, I went out on my own and um, started working with, um, again, independent publishing houses. And but if they turned out to be um, the Christian publishers started hiring me. Um, here's this nice Jewish girl living in New York City. Mm -hmm. uh, and I got started to get this reputation because at that time in the mid to late 90s, the the Christian publishers were all selling to the Christian book market and the, mm -hmm. you know, the Christian bookstores, but they didn't know how to get into Barnes and Noble and Price Club Costco and Borders and the secular market. And so I developed this reputation for getting these books into major players. So. Wow. Can we um, blame they, out Og? Can we say thank you, Og? My, thank you, Og. Uh, thank you, Og Mindino. Yeah. That's exactly yeah, right. right. That's exactly right. So <laughs> um, that was very, very fun. Um, they would recommend me. And, and one of them would say, um, so you need to meet Karen Strauss if you want to get into Barnes and Noble, you want to get into Borders. Um, uh, Karen is this nice Jewish girl, lives in New York. She's not a believer, but she sells books real good. <laughs> <laughs> so, and That's because awesome. I'm Jewish and I'm part of the chosen people, I, you know, I was legit. I was right. all right. Well, yeah, you, you know, yeah. So That's cool. It was lovely. It's been a lovely association, and I still work with some of, of, um, of these traditional um, Christian and Catholic publishers um, because I still love working. You know, I like to keep my hand in to see what's happening in, sure. in that arena. So, well, it's important. And and with if if you were born in what two thousand, right? You'd be nineteen years old. Kids that were born in two thousand really didn't get raised on on hardcover books too much right it's more electronic and now if you're born like my grandkids you know they, they don't even know what a book is i don't think they just they do everything on the computer or the, the phone the handheld right um so the books and i i grew up reading i was a voracious still am a voracious reader i read more electronic now than i do physical but you can see i've got a few books behind me that i, I go through um so what would you say is the number one book, if you were, if I were to say, Karen, I'm going to take a book with me, you know, 2012, I got to get on the ark. What book would you say I should take with me other than the Bible? Cause I'm going to take my Bible, but. Okay. Me too. What, what, what book would I, should I take with me? Wow. That's quite the question. Hmm. Cause you've seen from, like you say, soup nuts, A to Z. I need a book to carry on life. That's a profound question. I'd say I, I have a few, but I'd say one of them would be The Road Less Traveled. So um, I don't know if you've um, heard of that book, but The Road Less Traveled is really kind of a guide, not so much a guide for life, but it's really, you know, being true to yourself. Cool. You know, and, um, and, and really um, having your own voice and really developing your own voice. And it's a beautifully written book. Who so. wrote that? Do you remember? putting you on the spot here. Yeah, you are. Um, it's okay, Google it real quick yeah. while we're, they can't see us, they can only hear us, right? That's so right. 
The Road Less Traveled would be the one book in my suitcase next to my Bible that would carry me through the long journey of recovery. Right. Of also, apparently society falling apart and rebuilding, right? Because that's what we're talking about. The end of the world. Um, yeah. I don't know how we got off on that topic. But, what would yours be? <laughs> um, you know, I've read so many good books. I know. It's hard when you. Yeah, it's M. Scott Peck. Honestly, the world's greatest salesman. Oh, really? I think is a, I mean, it's a good book on sales. It is. It's a good book on sales, but it's also a good book on how to just deal with people. Yes. Yes. And I love that he wrote in parables. So. Right. Right. So it it just, that book has just struck so many chords and helped me in so many different ways. It's, it's incredible that and how to win friends and influence people. Yeah. I think Dale Carnegie is one of my, one of my favorite all time books. Yeah. That's going to always stay a classic. Roadless Traveled was M. Scott Peck. M. Scott Peck. So those of you that are listening, pick the book up. It's well worth it. Um, so Karen, we're going to yes. jump into a different different arena here. So you started business, you were working corporate America, and you started your own business. Now, did you finance that from personal savings, or how did you finance that? You know, it was... Um... By, sh- by sheer luck, I, I really didn't finance it. I, uh, I really did probably th- uh, the stupidest thing you could probably do. And that was, um, I, I quit my job, started the business with nothing, really. I just um, had my own confidence. And, you know, I had a client that I could walk out the door with. So that was good. Um, um, but um within three months, I also bought a co-op in New York City. And I did get a loan for that. Okay. So I was able to get a loan. I still don't know. Today, in today's day and age, um, I was young with not great credit. And I, uh, I probably couldn't get a loan at this point. Not today, um, yeah. At that point. So you had so, a Jerry Maguire moment where you're like, who, I'm leaving. Who's coming with me? And you took your one client with you. That's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah so, very cool. <laughs> then my first client was Fleming Ravel, which was a Christian, oh. evangelical Christian publisher. Very cool. So, um, you know, I thank God for them all the time. And they, they wound up being bought by another evangelical Christian publisher called, uh, uh, they were called Baker Publishing then, but now they're the Baker Book Group. Oh, okay. So huge. So they've, they've acquired several companies um, since then. And... Um, so, so I, to answer your question, I did not finance my company, but I worked out of my home. So I had no expenses for an office, you know, or anything like that. I bought a computer. I think it was 40 MBs for like $1,500. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it weighed like AOL. 600 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I needed a fax that woke me up in the middle of the night because oh it God. rang because I dealt with clients in California <coughs> would wake me up. So, um, uh, so yes. Yeah, so, but pretty much I, uh, on a wing and a prayer, I pretty much made it happen. Although I think that I had my company, <coughs> excuse me, it was probably five or six years mm-hmm. and I did get a line of credit. Then I, you know, at the bank, mm-hmm. um, they did give me a line of credit for $75,000. Yeah. Well, that man, was like huge. Did your business grow quite a bit after that? It did. 
Yeah, it did because it freed me up to, you know, to um, to really to to get another uh, employee and to um, to really be able to travel more so that I could go to conferences and get involved with, um, you know, to meet to meet more people and to network mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. So it definitely helped me grow. So important. And I, I mean, I talk with a lot of business owners and a lot of them, just like you started like, well, this is, this is what we have. This is what we're starting with. Ready, set, go. I'm going to be hungry if I don't make some money. So yeah. Uh, and that's, that's not too uncommon, but I, I do like that you uh, did get to a point where you got the line of credit. And then your business really took off and expanded and it freed you up, like you said, to do what you do best. Right, right. And, and, I, and I, I definitely would do it differently now. But, you know, I know that you are amazing at this. You're a genius and you, I would definitely come to you. Um, and in fact, I may come to you because we, you know, <laughs> I think it's time for another round of capital. Yeah. Um, to, to really get to the, to the next level. And I just spent a lot of money on a coaching program. So, oh, cool. um, yeah, yeah. Well, so, you know, it's, it's one of those areas, Karen. I mean, if I talked about, you know, something a little, little more snazzy, but you know, business financing and credit isn't something that people walk down the street going, Oh yeah, I got some business finance and credit. It's not real sexy, but every business owner, if you're in business, you need to know where your money is. And how you're getting it? Where are you spending on marketing and travel and different pieces of the puzzle to grow your business? And it's so important to have that available. I'm not really advocating and going to huge debt. I think a line of credit is a smart way to go because you only pay on what you use instead of right. say taking a loan for fifty thousand dollars versus taking a line for fifty thousand dollars. So, and that's great that you know you you would do it again differently. Then you you probably start with some business credit and get a line. I would. I, I, I would either try for a line of credit or, or I would work with somebody like you also to, I mean, what it's, is that how you would help too, is to, to help me get a line of credit or you would help get a loan or how does that even work? Right. Yeah. So, and we haven't really, you and I haven't really sat down too much on this, but you know, what we do is we help the business because there's three pieces. There's your personal credit and there's business credit, like the, the EIN. Right. And a lot of people use their social security number to get business, their first business loan, right? They, yes. They, they get that personal guarantee. But where we specialize is getting the business its own credit, like it's a separate person. So you don't use your social security number to guarantee it. Right. That's so a that's, little bit different. That's what I would do. I mean, yeah. that's what I would do. I would certainly get, um, if I were starting a business now, because, you know, we, we were talking earlier before, I think it's something like 80% or more of new businesses fail in the first three years. Mm -hmm. And I believe a lot of that is because they're underfinanced, um, you know, Absolutely. and they don't realize a new business owner doesn't realize how much money you really need if you're going to give your business a shot. So, mm -hmm. you know, I believe in going to conferences and meeting people and sponsoring um, events so you can get on stage and speak. Um, and, um, you know, just developing developing the business, um, a, a new website, you know, all these things mm -hmm. cost a lot of money. So, um, and a lot of people think about, you know, it, it's like they come from scarcity mm -hmm. and they're not thinking, you know, like you need to spend money in order to really take off. You can't just pray that a new client's going to come along and save you. <laughs> Stand there and wait. No, it's return on an investment. And that's what networking and, and I met you 
at a conference that I invested in. And now I know, you know, that for book publishing, right. you, you've got a great program. All I have to do is get on the phone, yakety, 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 which I can talk really well. Which you love, right. Right. And then poof, a book comes out. That's exactly. great. I love it. Yeah. So if you're listening today and you're wanting to write a book, become an expert in your business. And actually, I want to say a leading, a leading authority. Because expert, and Gary Barnes taught me this. He goes, you know, if you're an expert, they can always question that. Well, what, what qualifies you as an expert? Do you have a degree? Do you have a certificate? What mm. But if I'm a leading authority, you know, I've got a book to prove it. Hey, you know, it's good. So, and I, I do have a book called Credit Matters. Uh, did a self-publish on that. You know, didn't, didn't do the number one though. And I didn't really know about your program at that point, but you did all right. Did the number three. I think we got number three. New oh, release. that's good. Yeah, you can so. still call yourself a bestseller. Yeah, kind of cool. So great. All right. So we're going to jump into it. We're going to do some quick, quick round. Okay. So I'm going to ask you some questions. To, I want the audience to know who Karen Strauss is. Okay. So do you remember the first book that you really read that was like near and dear to your heart? Um, Even as a kid. Yes, it was, it was, it was a, a book uh, from D.H. Lawrence by D.H. Lawrence. Um, and I forgot, oh, I'll, I'll think of the name of it, but D.H. Lawrence became my absolute favorite okay. author. And how yeah. old were you roughly? Oh, uh, I was probably 16 or 16. Okay, so you started 17. getting reading pretty I, good. I know then. that one of my favorite books that really rocked my socks off was Lady Chatterley's Lover, but I was a little older. Than <laughs> I was and so I, it was very attractive <laughs> to me. So yeah, well, um, it, that was... One of the most amazing books I've ever read. Are you blushing, life. Karen? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, favorite car that you've ever owned? Well, I'm from New York City. I haven't owned that many cars. So, um, but I had a Mazda. So I loved my Mazda. Yeah. And you've been in New York City most of your life? Uh, well, say that again. Have you been in New York City most of your life? Oh, yes. So I grew up on Long Island and um, and then after college moved to, to the city. So I, I have been. And um, so haven't, I, I bought a house in Pennsylvania about six or seven years ago. So then I needed a car. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. Um, and what, just so we all know, what's your favorite color? Blue. It's okay. like a dark. A dark kind of midnight blue. Midnight blue. And what's your yeah. favorite song? My favorite song. Like if I was to jump in, if you had a car, if I was to get on your iPad or your, your phone and pull up your playlist, what would be the song that you that you listen to the most? Oh, I wish you told me you were going to ask me these things. Favorite artist then? So uh, um, I would say well, Genesis was my favorite band. Okay, um, Phil Collins. And yeah, Phil Collins. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Almost anything by Phil Collins, um, Simon and Garfunkel. Nice. Um, and um, Stephen. Oh, Stairway to Heaven probably is one of my favorite Aerosmith. songs. Yeah. You know, I live and on Stephen Aerosmith Tyler. Drive. Sorry. I live on Aerosmith Drive. Oh, I love Aerosmith. Wow. It's yes. not spelled like the band, but it sounds the same. Who can? Nobody knows the difference <laughs> between Aerosmith and Aerosmith, right? Arrow. Okay. <laughs> It's <laughs> cool. Now he's in the country. Who knew that was going to happen? Who knew? Right. So, so New Yorker, listen to somebody in a, a, bon, a band from Boston. You don't catch any flack from that, do you? Yeah, I don't tell it. You know, 
<laughs> it's just between you and me, Pat. Well, now the cat's out of the bag. You're on public radio. <laughs> That's right. You're right. You're right. Cool. So now if, uh, what, when, what's your, and I don't like to like get too much of this, but like when you, when you decide that you've done working and I, I know you'll probably work until you drop like me. I mean, probably when it's, when it's time to take it easy, where, where are we going to find you? Okay. So my dream, my big dream is to start an animal rescue farm. That's really, you know, and where, I don't know, but I need a lot of acreage Pennsylvania. to do that. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I, I don't know where that will be, but that, that's in some ways my why. I love animals and it breaks my heart when I see, uh, you know, animals being abused and I, I don't get it. I, I don't get what kind of person could possibly, yeah. uh, you know, hit an animal or abuse an animal or, or, I mean, what kind of, you're a monster, you're a complete monster yeah. if you're, um, if you're able to do that. Cruel. So, so yes. So I, I want to take care of all the abused and, um, um, hurt animals that I can. So that's where you'll find me. Very nice. And like large animals, small animals, all animals, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The only thing is I am allergic to cats, but if it's outside, I can have them. We'll have a big barn for the cats. <laughs> a big barn full of cats. Nice. That's awesome. Dogs are my favorite. I mean, I love dogs. I have a little 11-pound Havanese, Izzy, who I take everywhere, so you've met him. Um, yeah. And um, he's my mascot. So he's actually, I integrated him into my business. So, oh, um, tell us. Yeah, so if you go to hybridglobalpublishing.com, you will see uh, about us. And then there's a picture of Izzy. Um, and there, uh, we do a newsletter every month. And so it's, uh, uh, he has a little corner, it's called Izzy-isms. And so <laughs> he always has like a, a little saying or, or something um, that's from him, so. Nice, nice. Now, uh, Karen, I, I gotta say, and I just, I was blown away. I read your story in our, um, in our rock stars, inspirational stories of success by 100 of the top business leaders, athletes, celebrities, and rock stars in the world, which you are one of the authors in this book. Uh, the mm -hmm. silver lining of cancer really does take a village. That was a great story. Izzy was in that as well. He didn't talk yes. about people showing up that you didn't even really know that well, that were helping you out and, and going through that. And uh, if you don't mind, can I have you back on the show and we can talk a little bit more about that journey and I would be, I would be happy to. Okay. I would be happy to share that journey. Mm -hmm. um, it was transformative, uh, completely changed my life. Um, and um, so I, I'm happy to, to delve more into that. And I'm grateful to be here to be able to do that. I'm glad to have you here. 10 years, you said, right? Yes, 10 years. That's great. Congratulations. And, and I asked that because you, you had brought up Izzy. And Izzy was in the story over and over again as an instrumental part of why people came to help you uh, was one of the things that, that you couldn't do. Was yes, they would, they would call and it take to the dog park. So yeah. uh, someone who is now an Oscar winner um, was in our, in our dog park and I didn't even know him that well. And he called me up and said, you know, just let me know when I'll come pick up Izzy, take him to the park. And, you know, that, I mean, it was a whole world, the dog park people, that's just so cool. really came to my rescue. It was an, an amazing thing. Well, that's so cool. And then, and then we're going to find you taking in rescue animals later in life. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. You got a name for the for the animal rescue place yet? No, <laughs> not yet. Strauss's but I farm. Would love suggestions. <laughs> Strauss's Strauss's animal rescue. I don't know. Karen, <laughs> Karen's place might be right? named after Izzy, probably. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I know, and we're running out of time. I can go on and on. I, I love talking with you. I, I never get enough time at the at the marketing boot camps to yeah. spend time with you. But you're one of my favorite people. And I'm thank you, I'm, Pat. Feeling is mutual. Yeah, that's cool. Dinner's thank on you. me next time. <laughs> well, and I love what you do. I think that you know books are an important part of our future, and the electronic media is kind of taken over. But books are so so important. There's nothing like curling up next to the fire with a good book, right? Agreed. Agreed. And so we can find out more about you. Tell us how, how our listeners can reach you. What's the best way? To um, two ways. You can go to my website, hybridglobalpublishing.com. Or if you want a more complete picture of me, go to karen360.com. Um, and it'll, it'll give you all ways to connect with me. And if you go to karen360.com for your listeners, Pat, I have a free gift. Um, they could actually download my course for free. So just click on free gift. Um, and, um, and it's yours. Um, and they oh. also can feel free to schedule uh, a 30 minute call with me um, just to brainstorm your book. And Fantastic. who knows, by then we could record you and get your book done in a 30 minute call. That would be awesome. Thank you so much for that. So uh, Karen360. Correct.com or yes. hybridglobalpublishing.com. You're on Twitter. Any other places we can find Twitter, you? Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. All the social Instagram, media outlets, cool. We're cool. everywhere. Yes. Nice. Well, they say we got blogs. You want blogs. to join my newsletter? Love to have you. I get your newsletter actually. I yeah. like that. Very. It's a, it's really cool. I know you had a uh, eight week course that you had were doing at one yes. point. Yes. Mm -hmm. A writing course. Yeah. Do you still do that? Yes. We're gonna start another one um, in March. Cool. Now that's for someone that's wanting to write a book. Actually, the manuscript. Yeah, we're going to help you um, uh, map your book out. Uh, uh, that's just the Speak Your Book program that if you want to do that in person in a workshop in New York, um, we're going to do it in person. Oh, wow. That'd be fun. Yeah. Oh, New York, New York. Huh? Come up there. For New the, York, New York. For the late winter, early springtime in New York. And it is beautiful in the springtime in New York if you've never been up beautiful. there. It is beautiful, yes. Uh, one of my favorite places. Uh, and yeah, New York's, New York's not just, you know, New York City. It's a beautiful state, Long Island, upstate, just Poughkeepsie. That's gorgeous true. Gorgeous up there. Yeah. We have everything. We have lakes. We have oceans. We have, you know, the mountains. Um, it's quite a diverse state. Yeah. Cool. Very much, very much so. And and Karen, you're a very diverse person. I, I we could do four of these and probably not even scratch the surface. I love that you've <laughs> that you've been around uh, the the big publishing houses. So you're you're definitely honed in your craft. Uh, yes. You've been doing this for a long time and I just really appreciate that you're still so down to earth, relatable, and you can help people get their story out into a bestseller. And I think that's so important for any business that's starting out. I know it's made a big difference in my business in getting the bestseller out. So thank you so much for doing that. Look forward to our next meeting. I don't, we'll get something scheduled, uh, get it on Great. the calendar and we can talk a little bit more about your your awesome story. If you don't know, Karen, I recommend you get the book rock stars, inspirational stories of success by 100 of the top business leaders, athletes, celebrities, and rock stars in the world. It's written by Craig Deswalt, published by hybrid global publishing. Can they go and can people go to hybrid global publishing and find out all the books that you publish? Is that possible? Can you do a yes. search on Amazon that way? Yes. So okay. You, 
did you say Amazon or my website? Or anywhere. Can I go and find, like, if I want to look at the books you've published? Oh, yes. So you can go to hybridglobalpublishing.com. We have a bookstore. So, yes. So you can you can click on. Perfect. Um, yeah, you can click on the bookstore and then and find out um, a number of books that we publish. I've, I've bounced around your website. I just didn't go into the store. So now I'm going to have to go to the store and see. It'll probably there you take go. me an hour to browse through all your numbers. You said you said over 200 uh, bestsellers? Yes. They're That's not all on the website, but we have published over 200 bestsellers. That's incredible, Karen. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, folks, uh, we're going to wrap it up for the, for the day. This is Pat Wally with Dignity Credit Solutions with another episode of Credit Matters. And you have a blessed day. Wow. How fun was that? New York City. Thank you, Karen Strauss, for joining us on this epic journey through just a little peek into her life. I cannot believe she's done so much. She's a consummate professional. I love uh, spending time with her whenever we get together. We usually are working in our own booths, so we don't really get too much time to hang out. But I tell you, Karen360.com is the place to go. I've got a lot of resources there. You can find out about her book publishing program where you can speak your book. You just simply call in, get on the program. And the book that's inside you, if you like me and you can talk, you just talk to her and they put it into in the words and the writing and then it's published and it's boom, you got a national or international bestseller. Oh, I mean, she's had over 200 bestsellers and a lot of those are number one. She's got a great program. Again, Karen360.com. Uh, and, you know, go on the website, Hybrid, Hybrid Global Publishing. Check out the Izzy Factor, her little doggy, uh, you know, just... Anything that Karen does is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, she does have special resources for authors, and they help you to take the fear out of publishing. And just like Dignity Credit Solutions, we help you take the fear out of building good business and personal credit. I encourage you to go ahead and visit the show notes. There's links in there to schedule appointments. You can find out more about business credit, dignitycreditsolutions.com slash biz. And Karen also has links in the show notes as well. Uh, we do help business and personal credit, but right now I'm going to sp I'm going to spend a little bit of time on the next thing in our show, and that's the question of the week. And the question that I get asked often is, "How long does it take?" Everybody wants to know how long does it take. Well, the answer to that is it depends. Now, on the personal credit side, and this is by no means a promise or an indication that this will happen to you, but I have actually helped a client raise her credit score 86 points in one month. Wow, 86 points, one month, crazy. That doesn't happen very often, but I have seen it happen. Um, on the business credit side, it's measured a little bit differently, but you, if you have uh, the three C's in place, cash, credit, or um, collateral, if you've got those in place already, you've got some time in business, it's very possible you can get financing within uh, 24 to 48 hours, you can get a lot of money. Uh, if you want to build the business credit, that's truly just separate from your social security number. It takes about 90 days to six months. It depends. Uh, someone that's already got a business established and got a lot of the factors already in place and you meet the check marks, you, you know, we've got a formula for business credit. If you already have a lot of those items in, in place, it takes a lot less time. But if you're just starting out or you're not sure or you've never had business credit, contact us. We'll show you the recipe. It's a proven formula. It has helped thousands and thousands of people get good business credit built and they get the money they need at a very low interest rate. So if that's something that interests you, go ahead to the show notes, click on the link, schedule an appointment. 
Well, uh, that does just about wrap it up. Uh, as you look in the show notes, you have an option to tap on the message button. We love to hear your questions and we might, uh, we're going to look at the questions and we might just showcase one of your questions on our next episode. I'm Pat Wally and join us again next week for another episode of Credit Matters. You have a blessed day. <laughs>